Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Hello. How's it going? Happy whatever day it is today. Whatever day it is. Welcome. Have we talked since you moved into your new home? I don't, I don't think we've done a podcast since I've been in here. No. Oh my gosh. Happy new home. The, <laughs> my gosh. Thank it you. Yeah. Beautiful. I guess this, this episode is christening the new home. Yes, it is. Where are you? The closet or the kit? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm in our walk-in closet, which I hope is not my studio for too long, but I do remember Rachel Hollis on her uh, podcast saying that she used to podcast from her closet so I don't feel like too much of a scrub no. um, but I am in our closet that Johnny has already said multiple times he's like I feel unworthy of this closet and oh. I'm like I know we've always had really crappy closets in every house we've been in like like minuscule closets and the couple that was in the house before us they're like you know much older and they like took the time to really design out a closet so yeah it's one of those things where we like don't even know really like how to organize our clothes in it because it's one of those like you know like his and her side and everything so yeah that's where I am right now speaking of that sweet couple I think the listeners need to hear the story about one how you landed this house two why it's so special to you It is kind of a crazy story that I feel like I'm still wrapping my head around. Like even when I walk into the house, I'm like, I have moments where I was just telling Johnny, um, like my phone has died a couple times while I'm driving. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) It's always dying. And um, I've been able to get myself back to this house, even though we have not lived in Charlotte for almost 10 years, Mm -hmm. because this is my childhood best friend's house. And so like wherever I am in Charlotte, I'm pretty much able to get back because other than my own house, I was probably here the most anywhere else. Um, and they're just a really sweet family. Um, they're the Clark family for anyone who knows them. Um, but Hannah and I grew up together. Our moms were best friends. Our moms met at a crisis pregnancy center volunteering and, um, the story goes that Mary Clark took a pregnancy test during the training because part of the, like, I guess, deal was if anyone thought they were pregnant, they were always welcome to take a test at this uh, crisis pregnancy center. So Mm -hmm. she was volunteering and she took a test and she found out she was pregnant. And then my mom said that she just felt very like compelled to like, kind of like chase her into the parking lot and be like, congratulations, like you look Mm -hmm. beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And they ended up talking in the parking lot for like a really long time. Come to find out they live like a walk, a walk away from each other's house. So Mm -hmm. um, Mary Clark always says my mom was over at her house the next day with a wagon. Like she had pulled me in the wagon and I think she brought like really random, she brought like a bag of mangoes and like something I don't know I don't know what it was but they became really close friends yeah just something that she like felt like she wanted to bring over um and then they just became like godmothers to each other's kids kind of like us and um Hannah was like a sister to me growing up so it's Mm -hmm. crazy but in in a similar way I went to dinner with a bunch of family a bunch of high school friends um like probably six or eight months ago And I was venting to them about how we had no idea what we were doing with our lives. Like Johnny Mm -hmm. was getting 
out of the military. Like we had no plan. We sold our house in Virginia in one week. Um, (laughs) And we were just like very uprooted. Like we had no idea where we were going to live or anything. And she chased me out into the parking lot after the dinner. And she was like, do you think you want to buy my parents' house? Mm. And I was like, uh, yeah, but we weren't even sure at that point, like, could we afford this house? Um, long story short, it turns out that they, the house needs a lot of projects, um, because, you know, it, they raised four girls in this house. They were here for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we talked to her parents and long story short, it just literally was God's timing. Like, it worked out perfectly that they found a new place that they loved. We loved the house. We fell in love with it. I mean, I'd always loved this house. Mm-hmm. I think you've even been yeah. to this house. Oh my gosh. Um, Hostess with the mostest written all over those walls. Yes. Everyone loves this house. Like whoever comes to this house has always really felt so welcomed, mainly because Mary Clark is just such a loving hostess and such a cool mom. Um, I really admire her in so many ways. So anyways, long story short, we are in our best friend's um, just like family friends home now and they live right down the street and both of our families live here now. So we we went from being very much on our own for the past 10 years to being around every person that we know and love. So it's been cool. God is so good. Like you can't, re- it, make- it's really wild. And plus I feel like you and I especially have talked about this so many times, um, just in our friendship and on this podcast, that not only being military spouses has made us feel this way, but also just like adventure spirits. Like mm-hmm. we both left our families at 18. We moved all over by ourselves and it just feels weird to be like, okay, this is, I, I think this is home. Like, you know, I'm asterisk. Yeah. Like we're not right. really sure. How dare I, we commit? To- <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this is the last stop. Who knows? So, it's been very bizarre, but also very beautiful. And like, I've been learning just a lot about myself, even in these past few weeks. Oh my gosh. I bet. And also to accept a place of, I can plant roots and accept yes. that, and accept the family around you or the friends, whoever that is, is, I think that's, it's really hard to do, especially when you've been on your own for so long and then the military tackle that on it's it's easy to get addicted to this like oh we're moving again so let's settle why why should I one of my issues over the years that I grew out of quickly thank goodness um was not not making any friends on purpose like yeah purposely not getting close or trusting others and yes and then God comes in every time and it happened to you just now too when you left Virginia where you leave these places and you're like, wait, I'm leaving five more best friends. Yeah. And he works it out always. And I, one of, one of our friends um, asked us to talk about, uh, asked us to talk about how to plant roots when mm-hmm. everything is so unknown. And I think one of the ways to do that is to live like you're dying to live. Like this is your last stop always because it, yeah. it, it, this moment is your last time in this moment. So how dare we not like act like tomorrow we can choose anything or, you know, we have years and years. It's always living full lives, full moments. And and yeah. it's like being known too, I think. Like, I think that it's so vulnerable to be so known. And like when I first got here, 
it was very bizarre to me having so much family around. And I think I was venting to you about this. Like Mm -hmm. this person has this advice and they want to come over and help with this. And I was almost treating them as these like little attacks. Like, well, Mm -hmm. don't they think I can do this on my own? Or like, do they think I don't have good style and they're offering like this and this help? And it just dawned on me. I was like, no, you just are so used to being on your own Mm -hmm. that it feels bizarre to be helped, to be for someone to love you enough to mm-hmm. want to come over and help. And um, and so I did a lot of soul searching the past few weeks of like, why does this feel so bizarre? And I think it's just because we build up walls, you know, based on things that have happened to us or, or really, I think you and I also coming from big families, like mm-hmm. you actually build this callus of like, I won't ask anyone for help. Like, how dare I? And then when it's offered, it's kind of like, and this is no fault of our parents. I mean, they just, they had a lot of kids. And I think that you can only give what you can give, you know, to that amount of kids. And Mm -hmm. you and I were one of the oldest. So it was kind of this unspoken, like, well, thank God they're on their own. So I can now worry about everybody else because I know that they're going to be okay. You know? And so for, for 10, 15 years, it's been this, like, I don't need to ask anyone for help and I can just do it. And I think now like God is really trying to teach me, like, you need to humble yourself and accept people helping you. And, and also to just like accept being known, like get to know your neighbors. Like you said, like Mm -hmm. get to know new friends, like, and like really like pour into your parish, pour into your church. Like Mm -hmm. that's another thing that Johnny and I have been talking a lot about is like, like not having faith be so transactional. And, um, he got coffee with our pastor the other day and they ended up talking for two hours and like, they went for a walk together. And he said, it was just like, so cool to talk to your pastor about like, what are your dreams for your kids? Like what kind, what would be an ideal school situation for your family? And like, just, I don't know. It's just like planting those roots, I think is something that has been foreign to us in the past, but it's like, we're always growing. So we should always be ready to like, okay, what's, what is, what is the challenge of this season? And I think the challenge of this season for us is just going to be like, chilling out. Like we're not Uh, going anywhere. (laughs) Right. This is it. What it's, about you guys? Yeah, it's just funny that 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 is a challenge, isn't it? Like it is. to accept just being still, and yet we long for it as human beings, like to just yes, be, and we don't know it because we fight it or we live in a state of stress. I do. I know. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, and so I lately, Colin and I have been discussing um, just the future and stuff. You know, now that we're now that we're getting old and can settle. No, I'm just kidding, but. Right? It feels that way. Um, it was so many people have settled or moved back home or planted roots or started their farm or you you name it. And something Colin and I have realized, which B touched on, is that we are very independent people. Yeah. Together, together we are independent. Um, yeah. And we come from families, and this is not a knock on either of our families. This is just what we come from, that we might not have the grandparents or family that lives next door to us. And yeah watches our kids all day like which is so beautiful and I love those families that right right so connected on that way and I think we've we've known that for a while but it's been really good to kind of say it out loud and and I don't even know if we would want that but what it has opened our eyes about is okay so then you have to pick the most comfortable 
thing here on earth that will help you get like and that means for your kids kind of like Johnny walking with his like what what does that look like and really dreaming big and yes the best best situation because I always there is a better way than what is this than what is right now I want the better way and I think it's easy to get um content and just settle Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with settling and staying put I actually love people who've stayed in the same place for 30 years and I I think that's amazing and I kind of want that I admire those people right I do (laughs) um but I I think it's hard when you're constantly trying to think of better to 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 just accept and that every place that you choose or wherever God takes you you're going to be letting go of something but you'll be gaining something in return so it's just accepting and kind of being done and I love that you said that be like like you guys are gonna just chill and I want that where I'm just like this is what we do. Colin always says. Let's just own our choice. Whatever our choice yeah. is, own it. Yes, own the it. choice. And no apologies. This is it. And that means you own whatever it is. The weather. You own the um, school system. You own uh, yeah. the job. You own. You just own it. And like you and be it. at peace. Like be at peace with. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the gospel. I think said like, yes. my peace be with you. And I was really sitting with that. Like, do I have peace? And peace mm-hmm. is not. Um, like I want to backtrack based on what you just said and say that we don't have those grandparents as well who are always, you know, jumping to, to babysit and they can listen to this and know that family and friends who become like family are a gift Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. either choose to, if something is just so hard that you can't accept it in a person, then that that's a choice you make. And, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you distance yourself from that person or whatever it is that you need to do, that's a that's a tough choice to make but i think that i what i'm realizing is the harder road but the more beautiful road is sometimes just accepting people and saying mm-hmm. this is my home and like colin said to you like owning your choice and like mm-hmm. owning our choice is like this is our family like whether we right. like it or not and we do love them but there are going to be things there's going to be things that are going to bother us. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, we love these people and we want to be around them. And, and even our hometown friends, like they've seen us grow up for the past 20 years, 15 years. So, you know, we all know all of the skeletons in all of our closets and we're all back here. So I think that, you know, it's, it's a choice you make and um, whether you decide to uproot your family and go to like a totally new town and adventure or come back, it's always, there's always going to be something that's hard about that. You're either, you're making the choice to be independent and away from a lot of people, but maybe there's a beauty in where you're at, or you're coming back and you're like, oh snap, my whole, my whole past is coming back to me because I just saw so-and-so at the grocery store and you know, it's so, there's always going to be a hardship in the choice you make. But like you said, there is so much beauty um, in just deciding this was what we made. And I think for once in my life, I've finally, my heart is like, this is the choice you've made. And I'm, I'm at peace with it for the most part. It's so true. V. I love everything you said. And we were with friends last night who, um, are trying to move and they want to try someplace new. And they're from California originally, but one grew up here where we are and they're photographers. So they can kind of live wherever they want. And they were trying to move to my hometown, Fort Collins, Colorado. So they wanted to talk about everything about it. And I realized that, um, during our conversation that we love the wanderlust, like, you know, there's always grass is always greener, you know, that feeling. And 
I finally dawned on me in that moment. I said to them, you know, you guys, we, we weren't made for this world either. So, you know, I don't know if we'll ever be fully just satisfied. Yeah. In a state of like, this is it, this is perfection because it's not perfect here. And so we know that we can live with those little annoyances that we're talking about or lack of help or, or too much, or, you know, there's always something, nothing's ever perfect because we're made for heaven, you know? Yeah. It's always going to be something. And I think that, but I think going where the peace is, and I think of, of a lot of people who I trust their spiritual opinion, you know, and just like how rooted they are, like have mm-hmm. shared with me, like you really just got to go with your gut and you got to go where the peace is leading you. Yep. And, and I think we all get those tiny whispers of like, you know, we're meant to go here, or go there. And I think just listening to the promptings and following where those lead. And then he, you know, he usually has something prepared for us that we don't even mm-hmm. like, we could not even have imagined like, oh, I didn't even know that it would feel this way. Right. Um, but I think that I'm learning just to trust more. And it's been a year, like last year was so hard with the miscarriages and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest lesson I learned with that was like this, like total abandon to trust. And I think that that whole mindset equipped me for kind of this move here. And mm-hmm being like, okay, like, I'm going to trust you. This is crazy. We're moving back to our hometown. And I think that he was kind of like, all right, here you go. I laid it out for you. And for once, I kind of feel like, okay, we were loyal to what our gut was telling us. Mm -hmm. And I think the gift came once we were kind of loyal to the calling. So, you know, I think it's just, yeah, I think a lot of people who who sent in questions, though, seem to have asked questions related to this kind of stuff, like Mm -hmm. being rooted, basically. Right. And, and you said it like he blesses those, those leaps, you know, in trust and in faith and totally move that we've made um, this last, this one that we're in right now in South Dakota, a place I never thought we would live has only given gifts like you're oh. talking about only gifts. And so I think too, if, if you aren't settled where you are, or if you plan on moving again, or, you know, what B and I are talking about, take right. what you can from that yes don't sleep and just stomping out annoyed slam oh slam the door like let me get out of here like don't mm-hmm. like that take everything good because because there's good everywhere yes you know yeah. and it's just a lesson for you maybe it's just that you needed to grow up wherever that yes was. yes so and every place we've been I feel like I mean you and I have been all over the place New York <laughs> Hawaii, DC. I think like every move has taught like us these different lessons. Mm -hmm. And so I only, I feel like it's only getting us closer to, you know, this is what I've laid out for you in this next season. But, um, but I feel like seasons are hard and like, we're, we're moving into a season of like our thirties, you just turned 30. And I feel like it's this whole new season of like, okay, like what are the next 10 years going to look like for my family, for my kids? Like, Hmm. you know, we've talked about things we've never talked before about like, yes, you know what I mean? Like big conversations, like homeschooling or I mean, like, I don't even know if we're doing that, but I mean, just big conversations that we've never even considered before. And I think (laughs) that it's just like one day at a time and not stressing about like all of the unanswered questions, you know? I, I love that. It's, it's really a beautiful thing that these questions are coming up because we're supposed to talk about 
everything, not hold one thing back with our spouse. Like besides God, that's the person we're supposed to be able to just dream the biggest with and think of the craziest scenario that, you know, maybe God is, you know, putting something on our hearts there. So Yes. So in this world and and when you bring babies into it, like to whoever's listening to this, if you have a family, that just is a whole other layer. It just is a whole other thing. You're like, you what okay, what yeah. are we doing? What and are we doing, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? I feel like we're still children in a lot of ways. Oh my like, god. How are we raising children? It's ridiculous. I know the decisions I have it's every day and I never thought I'd be so worked up about a decision actually that B just mentioned is that T is registered at a Catholic school here and I can say in confidence she's not going like I I am 98.9% sure she is homeschooling with me this year wow I I don't know but I all I know is that I have a mama gut right in this moment that is just And you have to go with the mama gut. You have to. It's all I have. And, and because we're in a place where, you know, we are just so open with what could happen next. And so my fear is that I got moved around till I was seven and there's nothing better than feeling secure, you know, in your family and in your, um, wherever you are. I, I loved those kids that went from, preschool to um high school in the same class and grew up in the same town you know as right all- yes beautiful about that or being close to the cousins like all of those things so there's like hard conversations you're talking about that you're having with Johnny we're having them too where I'm like what are we doing what's the most important thing okay yeah. get kids to heaven all right so we have some work to do there and then you know going from that place but and it's- dreaming too like like yeah. you said um and I I hope that this is helpful to listeners and they're not just like oh my I I think it is because I think a lot of people think these things but Mm -hmm. I think you said something really profound earlier which was like nothing no dream is too big to dream like um I think a lot of times and I've totally fallen into this like okay we got to get the kids into a preschool let's just what whatever has the open spot let's just take that and run it's like well hold on a second like we can have the best thing here yeah yeah this is a big deal and um and it was a family member actually who heard that we couldn't get our kids into the catholic schools and he um he's just very well connected in the Catholic world. And he was like, well, I'm texting your pastor right now. Like, you know, like you need to go have coffee with him and, Mm -hmm. and talk to him. And so turns out like basically through that conversation, the, the pastor was so moved that non-Catholics are pouring into the schools. And then you have this young Catholic dad who's like trying to meet with him to talk to him about the schools. Um, who's like eager to give his kids a Catholic school education, but there's no spot because of how many I know. You know people are going to the Catholic schools. And so he was, it was funny how on fire he was when, when Johnny came back from the meeting, he was like, wow, I think I really struck a nerve there. He was like, I didn't mean to, but he was just like on fire about it. And I think to your point, it's like when you get that, um, mm-hmm. I, I am not there yet with homeschooling, for example, like, for anyone listening who's like, I just can't imagine that. I'm there. I am that person right now. I cannot imagine it. However, I see the trajectory of what's happening and what's going to continue to keep happening down the road. And part of me is like, I I don't, 
I don't imagine my kids being able to just be out in the world with just anybody because of the craziness that is our world right now. So, and you, know, you don't have a kindergartner either yet, which I do. Right. So that's right. Whole, I never thought I'd have to think about this until six, right. four months before. So that's good. To your point, it's like, no, we should data school. If we don't like any of the schools yeah. we see, what's stopping us from rallying with our friends and making it, our own damn school? Like, but it. it's like dreaming those dreams, like you said, to make the life for your family that you really want. Because we only get one life. So why are we living like the second best choice? Amen. Amen. Just to rem- remember that every single day when we, we wake up in the morning, like how can I live yes. this? What am I doing to help my children get to heaven? And you know, my spouse and myself and it's just, and living my best life. Like what is stopping us from just like, you know, just going for it. And I think anyone who's listening right now, who's like thinking about moving to that place or they're like, I want to apply to grad school, but is that crazy? You know, I think basically moral of the story is like, no move is too crazy. Um, no ask is too big, especially if we're asking in prayer, like, if I've learned anything this year, it's like there, there is no ask that's too big, you no. know, like with this pregnancy, with the move, like it was just like, I think God showed me tenfold that like, there is nothing too big to ask me for, but you have to trust me and you have to believe mm-hmm. that it can happen if it's my will for you. So Amen. yeah. And if it's not, he has something better, which yeah, you know that people. Exactly. Are- questions. Sis, do we get asked some other cool questions? Just. Um, how to become rooted when the world feels out of control which it does sometimes and then um just homemaking and that's that's a funny one that someone thought that we could answer um because we've moved so many different places you know but it's that yeah. is such a funny thing to ask us <laughs> I'm like can I get Joanna Gaines on <laughs> no I think just like what we talked about earlier but B said it too, like treating it like this is your spot because it's so easy to be like, well, we're leaving in two years. I'm not going to paint the wall or I'm not yeah. going to have the nice, um, I'm not going to join the Bible study. That is really great because right. I, I don't want to get attached and I don't want to, tr- I don't trust anyone, you know, yes, That's yes. when you come from like a wound of perhaps abandonment or, you know, yeah anything like that you just kind of worry that at any second someone can just kick you to the curb but the fact is there's some really special people all over the world and if you're blessed enough to live in a different place than you haven't before then go find those people they're there what What homemaking stuff you you have a design touch this what could you say well we just painted our entire kitchen navy blue so um pray for me that i don't regret that choice um (laughs) <laughs> I think um, I'm really excited about Beautiful. it. No, we have, we have like all the brass. Um, we're doing like brass accents on it. And um, I, I was really excited for it. I just wanted to take a chance on something. And I think it was also this feeling of like, okay, this is like, uh, this is our big kid home. Like what is something yeah. cool that we could do that would just be kind of like a statement. So, and it's beautiful. I can't wait to see all of it. Oh, well, I'm excited for you to see it at some point. And um, we, yeah, we just went for it. We had a lot of, of course, family opinions, but I think it's going to be great. And I stand by my choice. And um, we, what else are we doing design wise? Um, yeah, I guess like you're more like the cooking guru of the two of us, I feel like. And 
I need to get better in the kitchen, but I you think you have a fabulous kitchen and it'll just make you want to okay, be. Well, I noticed that I was like, wait, I'm totally cooking more because yes. I actually like my kitchen. Mm. It's weird. Like I've been definitely cooking more because, um, the, so the woman who owned the house before I call her aunt Mary, cause we were so close with her. Um, she had like an Italian oven put in. Lazzetta, I don't even know. Yeah, it cooks things in two seconds and perfectly. But like <sighs> she was, she was like, "Be careful, Bridget. You might burn stuff because of how like rapid fire it cooks." What? And she's right. I don't. <laughs> oh, I forget what I charred. I don't even know. But um, but yeah. Then I nail. I made chicken, and Johnny was like, "I think this is the best cooked chicken you've ever cooked." Oh and my gosh! Yeah, I you will you will see it when you come visit. But it was so funny because I had to text her like, "How the yes. heck do you use this thing?" Um, but yeah. So I mean, I think that that's a place I want to grow in for sure, and that's why I'm I'm very excited to be in this house and to be nesting. But I do love, like, I love decorating and um, that's been really fun to like feel like this is like on kind of like a clean slate mm-hmm. and I can kind of design rooms how I want them. It's also overwhelming and I get like analysis paralysis, but I'm slowly but surely putting things on the wall. It's so hard and it's just, it takes so much time to like little yeah. by little adding things to spaces. And I think it's, I used to be one to put all my like religious art on one wall. And then I finally took a step back from that. And like in this house, there's a lot of old character, just like yours be like, it's older, right? Well, ours is almost a hundred, ours is a hundred years old. I think actually. That is amazing. Yeah. So I only have like my Stella Maris print from my guy in Spain that I won on an Instagram um, competition. <laughs> he sent it to me. Wait, is this the guy? Um, I yeah, think he's famous. About- He's so sweet. Is it Jay Castrillo? Yes. Do you know him? Wait, you won something from him? This. How do you not know this? Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought, okay, this is just, wow. I have a video of him saying, Mackenzie Van Watkin Meverin. <laughs> like, you couldn't say my last name. Wait, I, this is insane. Okay. Yeah, he sent me three. He sent me Jesus. I gave it to Cassie because she watched our kids for eight days straight when I had Stella. And if she just is a saint in my life. Wait, he, he sent you three? Yes. And then he sent me a bird and I'll, it's like an Italian bird or Spanish bird. Sorry. Mm. And then he sent me Stella Maris and oh Mary. my gosh. So I got it framed and that is the only, you'd be so proud of me because you know how I get it. That is the only thing on our wall next to my, um, crucifix from a cc and that's it and it's above the piano so my point in saying this back to homemaking is little touches see through you know of who you are and for me it's in the kitchen and you know just like obviously our religious art is really important to me and and my books and stuff like that but also what we talked about on last podcast your home and I felt that in your home that you are in now just like so welcomed like you said by Mary because she was so good at that you are good you are just like that sis but um when you walk into a home it might be the only cathedral the only church someone ever experiences and so that always kind of sits in the back of my head. How can I make someone feel only love and that God is present, you know? She's like that, that makes your home, like you said, sacred. And I wasn't always the best at that. I feel like, I mean, yes, there are things I like about decorating, but I really don't think I dug deep into my womanhood and um, my home. Like I, I don't want to say I looked down on homemaking, no. but I think, I think I just wasn't ready for it. Like, I think we, I got married so young yeah. and 
I no truly did us. not know. Yeah. Like I, how the heck do I know how to make a house a home? I'm 23. Exactly. Um, but now I'm, my eyes are opened and I'm like, I see all these women who are older than me, you know, or who are just better at it than me. And I'm like, I totally want that for my house. Like I want to have peace in my house. Mm-hmm. I want to know where everything is. And there's really, it's, it's an art, I think an art form for sure. It is. It, and it, yeah. And I think it comes with age too. Like my mom always had people come in and like help her. And now I look at her style and I'm like, my mom's so cool, how she dresses, how her, her house is insane. And, but it took practice. Like we're not just going to become like there's, yeah. So I think, you know, as we get older and learn more about what we love and yeah, experience life, you know, so totally. So, yep, it's ages and stages and just different seasons and uh, what is – okay, there was one last random question we got from someone, which was – Oh, yeah, um, yours. How do you find good, faithful men? Oh. Ken, do you know? <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh. We could just... tell you how to not, not. find them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think – I mean, this – Wow. That's a tough one, sis. Um, I think also when you're really young, I guess in your early twenties or younger, just stay true to yourself. Just honestly, just be so confident in who you are and who God made you and as his daughter and no thing can come between that. And you'll laugh in 10, 5, 20, whatever year it, it is, you'll laugh looking back on those moments. And I'm talking to myself when I even questioned giving away huge parts of me when I even thought for a second that that was worth it because it wasn't because only he's worth it. Um, but I guess my advice is just, um, surround yourself by people you want to be around and be in places that people you want to be like are. Yes. A hundred percent. That's what basically what I was going to say. Cause there's really no, I think people like single friends or single family members will want like a formula like where do I go to pick up my husband like you can't actually it's not a calculated thing it is it's just surrounding yourself with people that you actually want to be like and it goes back to the beginning of this episode where we were talking about like what is your dream life like go for that like if you're if like I think a lot of women settle and they're like well this guy has like three of the ten things I wrote down so I'll just go for him. And it's like, no, like, I'm not saying like, you need a perfect person because no one's perfect. But like, don't settle and don't think like, I'm only worth this type of a guy. Because Mm -hmm. I think both Ken's and I like we, um, there were periods of loneliness, there were periods Mm -hmm. of time, especially in New York City, where like, you're Mm -hmm. meeting these guys, and you're like, wow, like, I definitely don't need a dating expert to tell me that this is probably not husband material. (laughs) Oh my God. I think that like we both in our own ways kind of, um, you know, finally realized that we needed to kind of protect ourselves and be Mm -hmm. around better guys. And I also think one thing that comes to mind is like friends of friends, like always invite like the opportunity to meet people through, you know, a circle of friends, you know, or things like that, like just putting yourself out there in the circles of people that you actually enjoy being around 
because I think that that like I just love stories of people being set up because well, I am like from you guys I mean well it's- and and I think that that shows like the beauty of it is that like our husbands are best friends like we are best friends and I think um yeah so like if there's any if there's anyone listening who you have a bunch of single guys and you know girls like don't feel bashful about being like hey like this is a great girl and like you should take her out um and yeah I mean we just need to pray for those Gen Zers who are not going on dates (laughs) that's yeah that's a crazy thing I'd rather be single the rest of my life than settle for anything or for a looks or for whatever the settle is like absolutely not yeah yeah worth it and there's good guys out there too like yes um, I I will always be amazed at like especially in the diocese we just moved from the diocese of Arlington like I just met so many guys like at mass who are just like Mm -hmm. young like attractive guys who are Mm -hmm. looking for good girls too and it's like you just have to find the communities um, where, like you said, those guys are going to those communities and like, that's kind of where you need to plant yourself. And, yes. you know, and also maybe like, I hate when people say this, but it is true. Just really work on yourself. Yeah. And really like, just folk like near, and it's so much easier said than done. Like, who am I to say I was doing that? But like really focus in on God and you and you that relationship and really cultivate such a strong relationship and yeah I think that's when it comes I do I think you're right sis and being yourself like you want to be at a place where when you meet when the guy meets Mm. you you aren't insecure you know you know who you are and that is going to be the most attractive version of yourself that you could ever be around a guy and so Oh yeah, like you, like Ken said, like you just got to work on yourself before you're ever going to be ready to be with someone else. There, there's so many insecure moments. I'm like thinking back, however many years ago that was. Like, oh gosh, I wasn't even myself, and I'm like, what did I? What was I <laughs> for? Yeah, <laughs> try moving back to your hometown, and really, you got a mirror up to your face. <laughs> it's just wild. Oh, like my choices. Oh my choices. I know mine are when I go back to New York. I'm like, I wonder if I'll run into him or that person. Or just like, no. That bartender. Yeah, right. But it's crazy. Oh. Like, I remember being at such a silly place of like, I wonder who I'll get to see tonight at the bars. And for what? Like, was- yeah, remember that? Oh my gosh. We used to go out so late. And I remember yeah. my favorite New York story was a guy jumping out of a moving cab when I said I wasn't going to go home with him. <laughs> And he literally flung himself out of a cab. I was like, if this isn't a low point, I don't know what it is. (laughs) And that's when I think I decided, well, I feel like both of us in our own ways were kind of like, this is pointless to date in DC in New York. And you had just come back from World Youth Day and you were very sure that you were not going to go on any dates. And it was just funny that you met Colin very shortly after. I know. I was heading to the nunnery. (laughs) shows you really you got to think about who you're going to marry because you, you may end up to. in a Johnny Depp situation and also you're stuck with this person that for the rest forever and you know people joke all the time but um someone today was like what's the best marriage or the craziest thing about marriage you realized and someone was like it's long <laughs> <laughs> yes it is it's long it's a marathon it, not a sprint. it's a lot it is a marathon that's yeah. right 
and it's full and B and Johnny are about to come up on well Colin and I first are coming up on seven and then you guys are coming up on eight and that's a long time B dang it's so freaking is wait you guys are soon guys July 3rd coming up oh my gosh remember but yeah it's just you can't yeah I uh, as we go to weddings now and we just went to one all four of us and as you sit there and, and one of my best childhood friends is getting married and she's so humbly said to me on the phone she was like Mackenzie when you go to weddings now are you like uh-oh you like not uh-oh but more like yeah. wow you guys have no idea what's to come and I think everyone says that after year five honestly after whatever it's like yes you can't ex- you can't even you have no idea what's about to happen in the best way and in like the hardest way and in the most triumphant it's way. like I think that yeah it, it's so many seasons of ups and downs and it's yeah. so beautiful that there's like valleys that you're going to go through as a couple and then there's like high high peaks where mm-hmm. like we definitely feel like we're on a high right now but yeah. but it's kind of like the book we read with the book club um yes hind's feet yes that book was like still just so profound like stirring in me um but she talks about how you have to go down right to the valley yeah. to appreciate the peaks and there have been moments like even in this pregnancy that i'm like not guarding myself but i'm yeah yeah, yeah, it's just moments of like I tr- I'm treasuring every kick and every thing. Mm. Oh, like he just kicked right now, which is so funny. Oh. Um, but it's like you treasure it so much more when you've been in a valley. So whether it's a good house, like a beautiful house you found or a new move or a pregnancy that you've longed for or an adoption, it's mm. like if you didn't go through those hard moments as cheesy and as trite as it sounds, it's almost like the gift of the suffering is appreciating the height, you know, of the moments that are better. And mm-hmm. I think that I've just also been trying to rest in like, it's okay to be happy right now. Like, it's yeah. okay to have nothing going wrong right now. Like, just really oh. treasure it, you know? Yes. Have the joy when it's there. Amen. That yeah. is, that's really good advice. And I, I'm going to give a shout out to our, our girl, Beth Stree. Um, have you watched their marriage clip be yet? Um, I, have I? I've been a groupie. I feel like I message her every time she posts a new clip. Good. Okay, my favorite thing that they said, which really threw me off in the best way, um, in a few things, she said that when it was their wedding, they thought it was an evangelization opportunity. Who is guilty of that? Like, here, we're just going to have the best marriage. We're just going to. I didn't watch this one. Okay. Yes. What did she say? I'm going to send it to you. It's so funny. They're so honest. And and we all do it. Like, we are so ready for marriage. This thing that we know nothing about, you know. And so they were just joking back and forth about that. And they said, there's this beautiful thing that a lot of couples say. And I'm guilty of this, too. I'm pretty sure I said it in this podcast. Like, our job is to get our spouse to heaven, right? Yeah. How funny. Well, <laughs> They said, this was so funny. Your husband gets to heaven because they have to deal with you. <laughs> How true is that? You're like, I am his way to, I am his yeah, I am the ladder. <laughs> exactly. It's not anything I do. It's because they put up with us and we put up with them and it's the best. She is so funny. And if anyone doesn't know who we're talking about, you need to go follow Beth Sheree right now. And you also need to sign up for our retreat in the fall because yes. she's coming. Um, and yeah, she, she gave a beautiful talk last time and she led small group and she's just, I don't even know. How do you describe her? She is she's just a, a queen favorite, for sure. 
Oh my god, amazing. Yeah. So anyway, I love that. Just like I don't know how this went from homemaking to rooted to marriage. I know <laughs> it's so time. long, but it all goes together. It really. I love does. it all, and I. Any surprise and delight for our guests, for our listeners? Okay. Any surprise and delights? Okay. What's uh, I? Oh, I've taken up antiquing. I feel like that's kind of a surprise and no, delight. That is a beautiful surprise and delight. I'm just like I'm newly obsessed. I don't know what what's come over me. I guess it, it has fears. to do with the home ma- homemaking stuff. But I've been like hunting for deals and finds, and <sighs> like there's this really cute place in Charlotte called Sleepy Poet that a couple people told me about. And I just like had the best time. I got a babysitter and I was just like looking around this warehouse at all the different like treasures and like things that you could put up on your wall and in your home. And it's really become like a little hobby kind of. I don't know. I have to shout out my sister. She kind of got me onto it. But yeah, thrifting and antiquing has been my thing lately. What about you? Go MK. What a, She's what a, so cool. Hey, were, were those chairs part of your antiquing thing that you well, went? I did Facebook Marketplace those. Oh yeah, my my adventure, my private <laughs> adventure when Johnny was out of town. Yeah, those were not technically antiques, but that is another thing. Like Facebook Marketplace is so much fun and it's so addicting. Oh, Watch my- out, people. Oh, um, let's see. I don't I don't have anything um, compelling, which I wish I did, but I will say I do not handle red wine like I used to, and I don't know if it's because I turned thirty. <laughs> Um, but anytime I go out now, this happened like three times. If I have two glasses, I am sent the next day. I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like myself. I feel very sluggish. I, every morning I wake up and I'm like, let's, let's have a great day. And it just stinks when, you know, sleep hasn't been the best. And then you have a glass of wine. So I, you know, I'm trying to navigate this new, this new era of Mackenzie not being able to have as much wine as she wants. That's kind of fun though. Like you're tipsy, like quicker, which is kind of nice. Yeah. That just made me so craving red wine. Wow. I cannot wait to just have some glasses. Have a nice full body glass. And I, I asked some people on uh, who are our friends and I was just like do you just have to buy the most expensive bottle now like what what is it what 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 comes over you at this age so yeah that's oh. is plenty and I'm just trying to you know be grateful for those little things and cherish little moments like you're saying like antiquing like that like listen to yes. that. Neat. there's like something just, so sweet about that yeah and I think like we we were in survival mode for so many years yeah. that now it's like um I read this quote that was like the things you needed in survival mode are never going to help you in thriving mode. Oof. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so true, right? Like we try gosh. to go back to our old surviving Wait. selves and we're like, no, we're not surviving anymore. We're actually like settling into like a thriving yeah. season, you know, and we can do these things and treat ourselves. So. Right. And like Heinz Feet says at the end of the book, like God changes our names. Like we, this whole journey. Wow. And- on- is like us becoming our best selves. And so yes. don't be surprised, you guys, if your wine's not serving you anymore or whatever it is, like, or gossiping or that bad attitude or just yeah. pity, whatever is not serving you anymore, just ditch it. I'm trying, you know, wine. So exactly. New wine. New wine. New is. wine. Yeah. Well, sis, um, if anyone's listening and they are interested, we have. Uh, we did get quite a few signups um, when we did a special birthday discount for Ken's birthday, but we still have half the house um, open and available. So if anyone has questions about October, feel free to DM me or Ken's. And we can't wait. Have a great week, you guys. 
Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.